we limit ourselves and what we think we can do. And so we'll say defeating things like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not good at that. And we don't say yet. If we can add that word yet, it can be so powerful because so much of who we are and what we become is between our ears. I know we hear that all the time. You're listening to the Pursuit of Purpose podcast. Wisdom, stories, and advice from successful entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Uh, well, thanks so much, Rudy, for uh, joining us uh, today. Um, why don't you just get started with giving everyone a quick two-minute bio on who you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Rudy Wolf. I'm originally from San Diego, California. I uh, grew up surfing and just ha- having a good time out there. And um, I ended up going to uh, Brigham Young University, went uh, to Mozambique, Africa on a two-year uh, service mission, speaking Portuguese, um, and uh, ended up getting interested in, in uh, dentistry and um, went ahead and, and pursued that some more and went to VCU School of Dentistry. Um, I was married uh, and had kids during dental school. Um, and now we have five kids, um, which has been, uh, really fun actually. Um, but, uh, ended up, uh, thinking I was going to go back West. Um, but ended up falling in love with Virginia, um, and found a really good opportunity in kind of a smaller town, but with a lot of like surrounding communities. Um, and in my opinion, joined kind of a gold mine practice, um, and, uh, that was in 2010 and then bought in his partner uh, in 2013. Um, the practice grew, um, you know, from like 10 employees to 30, um, plus obviously profitability and production and all that stuff. In 2017, an old classmate of mine got back together again um, and ended up uh, opening a second um, practice, uh, probably about mm, 45 minutes from where my existing practice is, almost to start up from a retiring dentist that had really slowed down. Um, and that's really grown um, as well. Uh, so I've just really been really having a good time kind of, you know, kind of moving, not necessarily away from surfing because I still like to do that, but I obviously can't do that as often, but just kind of embracing the outdoors and, uh, and the land. You know, we got 20 acres. I'm sitting here now. Um, you know, I, was, I, was tr- I tried to get home to my office in time, but I was, I was here helping my wife with our shed um, and our build and our pond and all that stuff. That's kind of been like a, a newer way of life. That's been like a ton of fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah. The when did you I don't know you or you kind of skipped that this portion. Mm-hmm. I'm always interested. When did you realize old oh, dentistry is the uh, is the path for me? Yeah, basically, it started on my on my mission in Mozambique where there's so many happy people. Uh, even though they were super poor, but they'd smile and they'd be missing a bunch of teeth. And I remember thinking, man, like they're, they're happy, you know, but I'm distracted. Right. I was like, gosh, Mm -hmm. like smiles really mean a lot, like a big smile. So that's where kind of that seed was planted. And then um, when I got off my mission, I was offered a job at uh, a, they're actually still in business. It's like a dental mortgage broker, chiropractor, um, marketing company called Stony Brook Publishing. Um, they they do like new moving mailers and such, but I got a job there. And so I was working with Dennis and a dentist that worked out in Carlsbad, California, um, invited me to come check out his practice. And that's kind of where I fell in love. I was like, Oh my gosh. So, cause I really wanted to do something like surgical. Um, I thought I wanted to be, you know, like an MD or something. And, um, but then I saw like how he ran his practice and he did some surgical extractions. So it was kind of a nice mix of some of that. So I really like the idea of the business side, actually. So that's that's kind of where it was planted. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's awesome. Um, when I was growing up, everyone would say, oh, follow your passion. Pursue what you're passionate about. 
But then I've also recently heard people talk about uh, that you should just, you know, what are you interested in? And then dive deeper into that subject. And the passion will come out of the knowledge that you gain or, or build on. I'm curious which side or if you feel like is, first of all, is dentistry something that you are passionate about? And then the second part is, have you always been passionate about it? Are you more passionate or less passionate than when you started? Or where do you kind of fall in that? Uh, probably somewhere in the middle, honestly. I think it started off where, like like I said, I wanted to do something in the medical field. But then it transitioned when I did um, marketing for dentists and realizing uh, that aspect of it. And then I, I became more passionate about like the business idea of being able to own my own practice, but also have like really good um, – profession that I could fall back on instead of like maybe just being like a salesman or opening up my, my own company. I could be a dentist, right, and grow that. So business started to, to become a little bit more exciting to, to me. In fact, um, uh, during dental school, our last three years, I was our class president and I had a really fun time like organizing meetings with these other um, uh, like dental loop companies and kind of help try to find a way to improve our experience. One of my classmates, he, he was like, Rudy, you know, I think you're just a businessman that happened to be a dentist. So I'm not sure exactly which one kind of came first, but I really grabbed onto that passion for the business side that I thought that dentistry was kind of a good platform for that entrance that was safe, if that, if so, so to mm. speak. And then I could go from there and not have to really worry too bad, you know, about something failing, I guess, if, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, that is that does make sense. And I'm thinking... Uh, the business one of the things that i've noticed as i've talked to businesses that have really high reviews is there are people that have come to us and said like hey we really want to focus on our reviews and you get to know and you're talking to them it's like i feel like the review software or process maybe isn't the limiting factor here <laughs> if that's right. like there's always like the the really highly rated dentists truly are just better well-run like you know it's the well-oiled machine right. and then they have a, a a component which they've systemized which they've also systemized everything else in their business by the way and yeah. reviews is just another kpi another metric that someone owns and someone and this is that's i'm not saying this is happening with you guys for sure no. but just from what you guys are talking about and growing from 10 to 30 people it's like that happens when you have a, a well-oiled machine good people on the bus um, and then managers that are, you know, developing the people that you bring yep. on and all that stuff. Yep. Like what do you call it? The, uh, spoke, you know, you got the, the hub and the spokes, you know, like, yeah. it, it starts with good leadership. Mm -hmm. Let them catch your vision. I actually wrote a guidebook called the good vibes guide with my other partners. Um, that, that goes over this system, you know, cause you're trying to create an experience, you know, because the, the general public, when they think dentist, obviously it's just that, you know, they, they come into the, the office, it smells like huge and all, they don't know what it is, but they're like, oh, like oil of clove. Then there's the old lady that's like, hello, sliding the old plastic you know, glass. <laughs> What's your name? They say it, you know, and then the dentist is like, all right, it's gonna hurt, hold on, right? So people, so if you can like switch that mindset and create this experience, you know, then it like really makes an impression on people. So mm -hmm. then when they get the, whether it's a review, and we can go over some other details here, but when they're asked for a review or they're prompted, they're like, yeah, that was, <laughs> was way different than what I was expecting from, you know, the old guy down the street or whatever, you know, or like yeah, yeah. when they were growing up. Um, so that ex creating that experience I found is really key to getting good reviews. Constantly. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, sweet. And the last, or I guess I have two other just kind of background purpose questions for you. How do you, so you mentioned you got five kids. I actually in the middle of five kids and, uh, my wife and I have two kids with our third one due anytime in the next two weeks. So we're, um, I'm, I'm, I love big families. I'm interested in having one of myself, but I'm also starting to start thinking more and more about balancing my passions for business and work with being a father and a spouse. I'm curious if you've got any insight or just kind of how you've processed or worked yes. through that yourself. I'm, I'm glad you said that because that I, I'd forgotten to mention one of the key reasons why I thought dentistry could be a good fit for me because I knew I wanted a big family. And so then I knew that like if I were, and it depends on what type of MD you are, but a lot of times, you know, you're on call, like you're at the mercy of the hospital, you work for the man, you know? But if I had an opportunity to create my own schedule, build my own schedule, own my own business, be able to do that, then I could make that time. Like th this week alone, I was able to have two, uh, a, daughter, a daddy son night and a daughter, daddy daughter date. Like we, we make those consistent. I put it on a schedule. I'm in charge of my schedule, right? I don't have a boss telling me, hey, you know, you got to work till 8 p.m. You know, oh, sorry, buddy. You know, it's quarterly reviews or tomorrow, you, you know. None yeah. of that stuff. So being able to like be in charge. Now, if you're not in that situation, then, you know, being able to properly, then like you said, like balance is the hardest thing, but prioritizing, you know, it's that, that whole jar with the golf balls and then the sand, you know, if, if, if you try and throw in all the little things that you think matter and then you put the golf balls in, it doesn't fit, you know, but in my opinion, you need like three or four golf balls, you know, once you start getting the, the bigger, you know, bigger stuff, you just can't fit it all, you know, and you start spinning in circles, not going anywhere. Totally. So kind of drop it. Sometimes you got to say no. I think that's one of the biggest keys I got to say is like, you got to say no sometimes, whether it's mm -hmm. individual small things in practice, like right before lunch, someone wants that last minute thing, or, you know, you know, you're supposed to go home and be with your kid or something like you, you can say no, you know, mm -hmm. quality of life is very, very important. That's a, that was my next question is what do you say no to? Yeah, no, I, I definitely say I'm working on that aspect. I'm still not saying no to everything that I probably should. Most recently, like I, I was asked to, to coach soccer again, but I was already serving as like a, a leader, like a pastor in our church that I was asked to, to do that. I said yes. Right. And I, I said yes to the other business. I said, yeah, I'm building a house, you know, like so trying to work, in, you know, two practices with two real estate firms and then, you know, building a house right now as, as we speak. Uh, pastoring a church. So when I was asked, I was like, I, I'm sorry, I'd love to, but now's not the time. Okay. Um, I was asked to serve on a committee in my homeowners association. You know, I said, no, right. So like yeah. I start to, I, you know, like I said, those golf balls, you know, I got family, you know, the practice building a house um, and of course church, you know, yeah. so those are like my, my four golf balls. So anything bigger that comes along, I said, no. And then the small things are with dentistry. It's like, okay, what is this going to do for me? How am I going to feel? when I'm done, am I going to be like, yeah, I'm so glad I stayed the extra, you know, hour, hour and a half, whatever, doing that crown or that bridge. Or am I going to feel really bad that I got to tell my son now, Hey buddy, sorry, we can't go out tonight. We got to postpone because of what? Cause the patient didn't, it wasn't an emergency. You know, it was like, Hey, mm -hmm. I get to, you know, I can do an extra 1500 bucks in production at what expense at what cost I can never get that time back with my son. So it's kind of like, you know, you got to look at quality of life, you know, so it's, it's like I said, it's a juggling act. Totally. That's uh, awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into uh, the review side of things. So first off, how have reviews? Actually, I have one other random question I just thought of. You mentioned there's the original practice and then you started a new practice. Is this under the same brand or name or is this two totally different entities? So it ended up being like two totally separate um, entities with a different partner. So I, I have the bigger flagship office. Uh, that one's Peaks View Dental. 
Um, and then I started the other one. And I say start because, I mean, it was, a like I said, a retiring doc. And me and another buddy uh, that works about an hour away. But this practice happens to be right in between the two. And this old retiring doc in this more rural area, like, really couldn't find anyone to take his practice over. But it was like 25-minute drive from my house. And it was the same for, my, for the, the other guy. Um, so we decided to do it together because he's got his flagship office. So we each just work there one day a week. And we have an associate or associates that, that rotate in. Okay. Uh, that, and it, that, is that yeah. Peaks View or no? No, that one's That's Miller a, and Wolf Family gotcha. Dentistry. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So we're talking primarily about Peaks View, which is the highest mm-hmm. rated one. But the other yeah. one, I'm assuming you follow similar processes that you've implemented at Peaks View. Yeah, that one's got, uh, I think we've been open since uh, the end of 2017, so 2018, so about three years, three and a half years. We're at, I think, 330 or 40 reviews, and it started with zero. Yeah. Um, and that one's a much smaller practice, much smaller volume. You know, yeah. we might see, you know, 20 patients. Peak Street is like 100 patients a day. I mean, it's a it's a pretty That's sizable awesome. Okay, yeah. so how have reviews impacted your business? Uh, substantially, substantially. The number, so number one, I we do have a tracking system, you know, this, we, we talk, the staff asked, I always ask, how did you hear about us? First thing I, I say, I walk into a new patient, you know, so nice to meet you. Welcome. We're happy to have you. How'd you hear about us? And it's, it's one of two answers. And it's, it seems it's about 50, 50. Oh, my neighbor, whatever. Or, oh, your Google reviews. I've never seen anything like it. You know, the, I mean, I don't know if you looked at uh, Yeah. 1600. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, like, around you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm used to three or four, you know, and they're like two point five, or you know, but you guys are four point nine, and they'll click the negative ones, right? I mean, that's what most people do. Oh, you care they about? They go, yeah. you know, like they'll, they'll they'll look for some good, like well, and I just and if you have a chance, you got to I I got literally I think the best review I've ever seen yesterday. Yesterday was my my birthday, and I read it, and I, I was like, most this is like a happy birthday to me, like this is like the best review. This this lady was like. Going on, on and on about how great her experience is, what her experience was. She loves Dr. Wolf. She loves the staff. And then she, and then she said something like, "You have to try it. You have to try them. Um, and if they're not good, if it's not what everything that they're cracked up to be, I promise I'll buy you a milkshake. Like here's my contact, right? Like legit, right? Um, so um, people check. Uh, they'll scroll through some of the positive stuff, and then they usually hit, hit that, um, you know, the negative, like the lowest, lowest like yeah. rank it low, mm-hmm. right? And they'll read them to see, okay, are these real? Like, are these real? Yeah, are they people? legitimate? Are they legit? Right. And so they'll read, and and we're very fortunate because like the majority of the negative is like it's usually people ranting and like just going crazy about. It. And and so we always and I, I'm I'm not gonna say I love negative reviews. I'm getting better. <laughs> uh-huh. I used to really cringe like not oh, and it's and now it's more like okay, bring it on. Let me hear for two reasons. One, I always believe that even if it's a crazy person and it's a crazy response, there's always truth in things. There's always a nugget in there to gain. So rather than looking at and blowing the whole thing off, look at it and say, is there anything I can gain from this? So that's number one. Then we bring it to the staff and we talk about it. What can we learn from this? But then number two, it gives me a chance to like professionally respond in a really good fashion. And there's like a couple of key elements that you want to put in like each negative review. Um, that has an opportunity to kind of show your true colors that look we're, we're here to serve you we're here to help these are our principles we stand by those we're so sorry that that you know you feel like you didn't have that experience you know we'll reach out to you or w- whatever typically it's either me or my office manager or someone else will reach out to, to them so it's kind of an op and there's been many negatives that we flip mm-hmm. you know from a one star to five yeah. star and people will post that like i initially did a one star review you know and now people got to go through our 1600 reviews to find some of those you know because they don't happen often but 
Um, yeah, yeah, so people, that, that's what they say. So to answer your question, Google, I think Google reviews for me have been so credible and it's something that people will check, it seems like, every single time. I'll go to my Delta website, I'll go to my whatever insurance company, see who's a provider, I look, and I start clicking on them to see who's got good, and you guys are just blows away everybody else. So that's why I'm, I'm here, and I gotta tell you, you guys are living up to it, you know, so. That, totally. No, and that's, uh, I'm really glad that you touched on that, the negative review portion, because uh, I know exactly what you mean by, um, uh, loving negative uh, reviews. Mm -hmm. So yeah. my my full time job is uh, with I'm the marketing director for Webfoot Painting and Webfoot Concrete Coatings. Super random yeah. Um, yeah. role, but we have the highest number of reviews for uh, any painting company in the country. Yeah. The highest rating as well. So the nice. but the reason though is because uh, we just at, we ask everybody for feedback. We're a mm -hmm. great business. And then we have a process and we stick to it. And yeah, someone will come in and be upset. But at the end of the day, uh, what they're most, uh, most of the time, I, I think everything you said there, like there's always a nugget of truth in it. And it's an opportunity to reach out and try to convert that person into a, um, you know, a, a five-star patient as well. Yeah. The other thing that I had, I was just reminded of on a, uh, just last week, that uh, Amazon had done a study of different products and the ratings on them. And it's actually better for you guys to mm -hmm. be at a 4.9 than yes. a 5.0 because yeah. a perfect is not real. Nobody ever right. anywhere has, is yeah. perfect. Like if you see a, yeah. a business with a 5.0 rating, you're like, okay, what, <laughs> like, how did you hack the system? How have you not come across any yep. one of the people that I run into every day at the grocery store or anywhere yep. in life where they're just bitter and sour or whatever. So yeah, I think there's the other added value of the negative reviews when it's yep. supported by hundreds or thousands in this case yep. of positive reviews, people can look at those negatives and be like, I, my, my, the way I describe it is they're not necessarily looking to see if the person's crazy. They're looking to see if this is something that I might be affected by. You know, like when someone's upset about the policy for paying, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that that's upsetting to you and that you think that's worthy of a one star, but I'm okay with paying up front. So I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that, with yeah. that review. And then the next one, it's like, uh, the person, like they told me this and then it, this ended up happening and now I'm upset because the communication was terrible. It's like, yeah, yeah but then, 1600 other people thought that the communication was excellent. So I'm just going to go on on a limb and say, you might should have asked another question or wrote down a note or something, you know, but from yep. your end, I'm assuming you take that and say, okay, someone had a problem with our communication. What can we do about that? Could we get even yep. better than we are? Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. We even have like huddles, you know, and we'll address them. We'll go over some positive ones too, of course, you know, like if there's nuggets to be like, Hey, they really like this aspect of the check-in process, you know, or whatever, you know, so just kind of reinforcing good because, you know, I, I learned, especially when I um, became a, uh, an owner in 2013, um, I came in with like, I've got all kinds of ideas, right? And I tried to like start them all at once, right? Like drop them all like a bomb almost. And it doesn't go over well when you come in and try to drop a bunch of stuff, right? So I, I had to pick individual little, little nut and you learn you know, you pick one or two things and then you, you know, you try to reinforce that. And so that's what we do at, at those, you know, little huddles. We'll talk about those reviews. We'll talk about the, of course, like you said, the negative ones. And what could we have learned from this? Is there any, do we need to reach out to them? You know, how can we remedy this situation? So it doesn't happen again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. When did uh, reviews, like when you came to Peaks View, were reviews something, I'm assuming that was back as back in the 2010s, the, I'm 
like this this was not something that is widely talked about as it is now obviously was right. this already something that you guys were focused on or do you feel like you were ahead of the curve or did you just oh, yeah. you know decide at one point and then just take off um yeah so i i would say it was um yeah, we had zero in 2010. It was actually under a different name. I, I then said, look, if I'm going to buy into this, I don't want it to be some dentist's name and associates, right? Because it's a large practice. I know we're going to get more associates in, in the future. Um, so that's where the name Peaks View Dental came in. And once we did that, it wipes away all any any Google reviews. So I'd already kind of, you know, tried a little bit. And with some of my marketing background, you know, it I knew it was something that was up and coming, you know, that mm -hmm. digital reviews was going to be, you know, how a lot of people source things. So I would say there's a little bit of a head of the curve, at least I think other dentists knew it, but it was like, what do you do about it? Right. Um, so I don't know if you want me to go into yet, like what we started doing, because I've done all kinds of things, but I'll, I'll tell you one um, kind of creative thing that helped. I found out I tried like incentives, like I wanted my, my staff to feel comfortable asking like, hey, did you have a great experience? Well, yeah. You know, would you consider um, reviewing us because that's the, the greatest form of a compliment, you know? And so they're like, okay, we'll try. Like I offered like, you know, cash bonuses. I offered like a little trip to a family fun park or something. And do you know what finally worked was I asked them, what would it take? And they're like, well, would you dress up like a tooth fairy? And I was like, you mean like with a tutu and stuff? They're like, yeah. And let's take a picture of it. I was like, yeah. And like at this point it had taken like a year to get like 50 reviews, you know? And I said like, I think I made the cutoff like 200 or three. It was some like high number, you know? Um, <laughs> and and like, I, so I'm thinking for sure if it takes a year or two to get 50, you know, like there's no, like this is gonna be like four or five years from now, you know, it's gonna take a while until they get to whatever number it was that I had set. And I tell you what, man, it was like a friggin' month. Like maybe, t I mean, it was like no time at all. Like ridiculous time like that. I, Sometimes you got to do stupid things. I talked to a local guy that owns a bunch of tattoo parlors. Total, like, looks like a businessman, dresses like a, a businessman. And he and I were kind of like, we share business ideas, even though we're in two different industries. He's like, do you know the thing that got my staff the most motivated to like sell more tattoos? He's like, I took a Sharpie and I like squared, like I think it was a two by two inch spot on his, on himself. So you can and put he's whatever like, you want. Sells, yeah, whoever sells the most can put whatever. Dude, he's like, I've never sold like that in my life, right? So sometimes it takes those like counterintuitive, like there's no way my staff's gonna laugh at me if I'm like, when we dress up like, now it wasn't my idea though, right? So there's, I let yeah. them kind of take the reins and say, what would it take? Like anything, They're like anything? I'm like, yeah, anything. Dress up like a tooth fairy. I'm like, okay, boom, man. And and we've got it on our Facebook page to prove it. And I think it's on, on our website too, somewhere. I mean, it's what years year ago. was it? Years ago, okay. Yeah. Probably, and you never had to do it again? Um, You know, I, so I would be willing to do it again. Um, we, we've kind so the, the answer is yes, I would, but it might not be for that. Like the thing I was going to get to when it comes to reviews is that you, once you create that experience and that atmosphere and your staff is feeling it, like that's why I wrote, wrote that uh, good vibes guide because I wanted something tangible. It was stuff we've talked about, stuff about being positive, upbeat, like little things like asking them if they need to use a restroom before they come back giving them control by having them sit in the chair and say, look, would you like the remote? Would you like to watch HGTV or whatever? Or would you like music? Or would you like our staff slideshow with music? Nine times out of 10, they, they pick our staff slideshow. And of course that tooth fairy thing comes up. It still does, you know? And they're like, oh, is that you, Dr. Wolf? Tell me about that. So I, you know, I get to retell them that story. Um, but just being able to create that experience from the staff and then it's reinforced by, uh, by those reviews. So then you create this culture of positivity and then the staff's like yeah we're that office now if you came to our office we're not like the apple store you don't feel like you come in and you're like Whoa. no i promise you if you came to our office you'd be like hey 
that's pretty nice. I mean, there's nothing like crazy special, but you're greeted with a smile. We do a little bit of uh, like diffusing, um, very soft sense because you know, like the the two most the two most powerful things to create memory uh, are smell and mm. taste, and of course, in the dental office, those are two terrible things, right? So you know, we we do those little touches. You create just this culture, this environment that the staff knows, like, hey, like we're that practice. That's just so you know, customer oriented. So kind and nice and up. And if you read all our reviews, they're like, everyone was so kind. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was so friendly, right? And so then they feel it. So it's just this like, boom, boom, boom. They just keep stacking Flywheel, on top yep. of each other. And it just is. So now our reviews just fly off the shelf. You know, they just keep coming in. So I, yeah, the answer is yes, I would do something crazy, but it would, you know, probably for something else that we'd set another goal yeah. for something else. And I'm assuming that this was a, was the original thing that you said that I really want to dive into is, the component of uh, teaching the staff, it's the behavior change. Everybody wants yeah. the silver bullet software that you can turn on, mm -hmm. set, forget, and never have to talk about it again. And yeah. you will get reviews from something like that, but it's not going to be nearly what you would as if you actually had your staff engaging in a dialogue. And like it's like a very quick relationship. And now I ask my friend to leave a review because it's the best thing that you could do for me. How did right. you, so obviously the, the, the tooth fairy thing was a great thing to like catapult, catapult that, but I'm sure there was like attempts at just giving the staff the words. Like, I don't know what to say. I feel awkward. Like it's not, it's weird to ask someone to leave a review. All those uh, objections that you hear, how did you guys address that? Or did it kind of solve itself when you picked that bigger thing? Um, no, I, I would say it did start early. Like just you, we had like an, like a meet, I remember having a very specific meeting that talked about our culture, the atmosphere. And, and like, and I would ask those like soul searching questions. Like, why are you here? What are, well, we're here to fix teeth. No, no, no. Why are you here? Um, to get someone out of pain. Okay. But what is the big picture? Right. So like getting them to have ownership that the big picture is you're changing lives. I know that's dramatic. Right. But to go into some place and to, you know, uh, feel very self-conscious, very aware, you know, nervous about whatever. And to have someone leave and be like smiling and sometimes it's just getting them out of pain. Right. But what was that big goal? Right. So once we got the staff to understand that, then I said, like, OK, now wait, how many practices that you've ever been to or that you know of think that same way that they're not just getting the chair. Come on, open up. Oh, I can't wait to go home. Right. How do you all feel like? So, I, you know, I asked the staff, like, what do you what do you guys? Why are you here? Right. And they're like, well, yeah. Do you enjoy your job? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. So we're creating a very special experience for our patients, which is already something people hate doing. But we can make it at least like, you know, something that, that, that people can even enjoy. Right. And so we can do that. So why wouldn't we want them to let other people know so we can bless their lives, help them, like be able to get over some of those fears and, and change their lives. Right. So so it was about like letting the staff understand and, and like own that it's good for people to know, okay, so don't you want to share it with people? Okay, now you don't have to go and like tell everyone at Walmart, right? But what if all you can say to, all you have to say to a patient is what? Like, and you know, I'd ask them, you know, like, well, we can say, you know, did you have a good experience? Like, yeah, and then what? Well, would you be willing to leave us a review? It's a great form of, you know, a compliment. Yes, okay, so can everyone do that? Is it, you know, so I let them talk it out. So it's kind of like letting them, setting the stage and letting them like understand like what that was all about. Why? Like, why are we doing this? Because if you don't know why you're doing that, then they're like, yeah, you want to review us? I mean, we're good, right? Okay, cool. 
So then once that was moving, then I was like, okay, what are the stumbling blocks? Like, why, why are we not moving on those reviews? Well, I mean, then people wait till they get home. Okay, so guess what I did? I bought a bunch of iPads, right? And had them already set up, right? And said, you know, would you be willing to leave us a review if you, you know, oh, sure, sure. There you go. <laughs> you do <know>? it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, yeah. Hey, if, if you got a few, you have a few minutes. Oh, sure. Oh, you know, and it was like right there in the chair. So I'd been asking, uh, uh, you know, about that. And, and it was kind of happening, but like any new thing you try to introduce to an office, it's kind of takes a while to kind of get momentum. And it's really not until they own it. And for this, you talked about that catapult, like that's really where it was like, okay, fine. Now it's fine. And, and, and people would even say to like patients like, Hey, okay. If you give us a review, Dr. Wolf's going to dress up like a tooth fairy. I mean, yeah, you know, that's awesome. so they kind of made a joke out of it, right? So <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, sure, I'll, I'll, use, like, I'll, I'll contribute to that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so if you were talking to a, um, we'll just say any business owner, but obviously coming from your dental perspective, they're, they just started. And maybe you could be talking to yourself on day one uh, yeah. when you guys had zero reviews. What advice yeah. would you um, give to them at the in that early stage of like, all right, I think we want to get into this and start focusing on this? That's a great question. I think you said it perfectly earlier um, where you said, um, you know, the dentists, people want a silver bullet. You know, they just want something, set it and forget it. And maybe you can eventually work to that point. Um, but before you do that, like you need to define what you're after, why you're after it. And so it can't just be, hey, staff, like, here's a cool service, you know, go get reviews, right? Like, just have it auto send and good. Um, you know, you, like I said earlier, it's about that experience. It's about that culture. So when we started with zero reviews, you know, three years ago at that practice in a very small community, right? Um, gosh, I want to see the populations like, I don't know, 2000, I mean, it's super low, like hardly, in, you know, not a lot of people. But so to have like 350 reviews, you know, I mean, that, that's like a good chunk of their entire, like, you know, town. Um, you know, but it was about creating the environment first, right? Making sure that when you ask for something or if there's an auto like ask for, right? That there's, the people are gonna be like, eh, that's okay, three, right? You know, it needs to be something where like, they're, you're excited, your staff's excited. So it's, it, there is an emotional element and a buy-in process um, where you're investing your time, your staff knows you genuinely care about people. You're not just about the bottom line, right? That, that they feel you're not just trying to get reviews because you want more money. You're getting reviews because you want to give patients an experience that they deserve, right? Mm -hmm. That that you feel that very few people are able to offer. So why wouldn't you share it, right? So that that is it's kind of a mindset. I know that's kind of a nebulous, you know, mm -hmm. stressful thing. Like, gosh, how do I do that? But it starts with the leader, right? And if the leader can can have that attitude, then it percolates and translates down to the staff. And then they're like, yeah, okay, how are we going to do this? And sometimes you do have to get creative and do like funny things, but making it removing the roadblocks for why wouldn't someone hit five? Why wouldn't they do it? Let's talk about that, you know, mm. kind of go from there. That's interesting. The, uh, I love, I love getting to why have you, or have you read, I'm assuming, or you know of Simon Sinek mm -hmm. and just the, yeah. his all start with why I feel like that oftentimes yes, if yes. you can go deeper yes. or just keep asking the question yeah. why, like, okay, well, why mm -hmm. are we doing that? Okay. Well, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And then you finally get to this underlying motivator, uh, that people start to buy into. Right, exactly. Um, and I'm curious, The um, you mentioned basically, I'm going to go into this route of taking care of your employees or making sure that they know that they're appreciated or that you care about them. What is the, um, right. what are some things that you do? And this might be like culture stuff. How do your, how do your pay, or mm -hmm. sorry, how do your employees know that they are 
appreciated or that they're more than just another, you know, uh, mule to, you know, make Dr. Wolf money? Yeah. Okay. So that's a great question. So, um, you, you, you just said a phrase that I kind of turned into an, an acronym, an acronym. You said, no, I'm not just right. So a lot of people say, well, I'm just an assistant. I'm just a front. I'm just a hygienist. Right. So I, I chose the acronym N I N like Ninja. So no, I'm not just an assistant. Okay. Or no, I'm not just an administrator or with a hygienist, you're a ninja. No, I'm not just a hygienist, right? So, so I remember having these conversations and these meetings, and we kind of talk about them, you know, like how important they are. So, I think like which is that's obviously very important. Now, there's there can be other rewards and bonus systems and those kind of things that 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 also. But sometimes it's just a simple like, hey, just want to let you know I really appreciate you. And sometimes it's a handwritten thing. Um, we do at Peaksu, we we do a lot of like staff interactions. We're going tubing in a couple of weeks. We have like this huge staff party that we're, we're having um, in October. We're gonna have like two like legit hot air balloons that are you know, gonna take people up in hot air balloon rides with, there's gonna be laser tag and you know, pit fire barbecue, like a big old, you know, sh- I mean, with 30 plus staff members and their kids. We usually have about hundred plus people attend. Um, so those, those like group events that we, that we do. Um, and at my smaller practice, um, we, we go out to lunch actually fairly regularly and just talk like, and then, and have a chance to just tell them, hey, by the way, Thank you. Like a lot of times, just that, like saying it goes such a long way. Now, sometimes they'll be like, you just said it's lip service. Well, so there's got to be like, okay, great. So it's, you know, it's time to bump things up or let's find a good reward system for you. The other thing is finding people's love languages. One of our biggest hits was this Mm. past Christmas. There's a local um, place that does these like signature handbags um, called uh, Meanwhile on the Farm, I I think is what it's called. But Anyway, like we knew that was the up and coming trend. And so we decided to get one for every single staff member. And like they wear those, they like bring those things everywhere. And that's cool too, because then it generates conversation like, oh, I love your bag. What'd you get? Oh, uh, Dr. Owen and Dr. Wolf got it for me. Your bosses got that for you? Yeah. Like, mm. like who does, right? So that's little awesome. things like that that kind of goes above and beyond. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I love the uh, love languages thing. I haven't. Did you guys all take the love language test, like the the five love languages thing? Yeah, we did actually. Yes, really? You said, yes, I've never sure I've never heard mm-hmm. that applied in a business setting, but that's because yeah, it's basically just I mean, love or appreciation, very similar, sure. obviously, and knowing exactly. how you are loved and appreciated, or if your coworkers know that, mm-hmm. they know to, to say it differently to you. You know, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's. I guess let's dive into like. Tell me, you've kind of, we've kind of danced around this. What is the Peaks View process like? What is the? How would yeah. you explain or break down the the system that you guys have implemented? Yeah, so it's it's evolved over the last like seven years, um, and now it kind of works for itself on its own essentially. Um, but yeah, it started with that uh, team atmosphere, create making sure we created the experience, and then catapulted it with a funny you know tooth fairy thing. Um, and then transitioning that into um, making sure that we were finding out what were the obstacles and asking and handing them, you know, an actual you know, pad. There's a couple of things, though, like what's so some things that um, you can't do. So Google is very interesting because if you try this like all out like blitz, like they may take away some re- reviews. Right. If there's this inconsistency and you go from like one a week to like, you know, 40, you know, they're going to like wonder, OK, what are you doing? You know. Um, so they need to be like legit and they need to be consistent. And so it's a slow ramp up process. Right. I mean, that catapult actually worked because it was kind of a snowball effect. So it wasn't like in one day they're like 20, you know, it, 
it, it would be two or three and then the next day four or five and then you know so it's like a slow ramp up i don't think we lost very many of those and sometimes they'll just pull them away because they're like yeah something well what what's going on here you guys are too but good maybe, compared to other yeah. dentists yeah <laughs> yeah like, something's not right here um but um then uh basically that that from staff members actually you know asking um that slowly evolved into we tried different uh like automated reviews that would go out and, you know, Hey, how would you rate us? That kind of thing. Um, so, and that's basically where we're at now. I know that there's so many other like little details, I think that went in over the history of things, but where we're at now is it's mostly automated, but we respond. Oh, that's another thing. We respond. We make sure that we respond to almost every review. We do have some catch up to do at the, with the, I mean, they come in very, very regularly. Um, we do respond to every single negative and I try to get to most of the positives. Um, I kind of go in spurts, you know, I, I don't answer them every single day. I have people that help me with with some of those uh, responses, um, and uh, so so keeping that momentum going um, has been one of the most important things. So that when you do implement some kind of a, a review system, it makes sense and it and it and it keeps going. Totally. What's the software that you guys are using currently? So I think we did. Let's see. We did one through. I think it's called 360 Lighthouse, and mm -hmm. that went pretty well. I think. And then we did. Um, I think we did the one that's straight through Dentrix. And, um, and that one went okay, I guess. Um, and now I, I think the simplest one that we found uh, has been, it's called Swell. That's another one. Um, mm. And I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter. I, I would say, I mean, it might. Um, I do feel that you just, it comes back to that, like making sure that you, you have an experience that's worthy of five Never, stars. Yeah. Because yeah, people come in with expectations and for someone to number one, like write a review and then two, give you five stars or vice versa, you know, like just to press that. Okay, fine. Like it can't just be a, Meh, that was okay. You know? Um, so making sure you create those experiences that are like, yeah, like that was cool. They offered me the remote, you know, they asked me if I wanted to stay lean back, you know, they, you know, all those like little things that the doc called me that night to check on me, like these little mm -hmm. things that they're like, Whoa, you know, and you'll see reviews about, you'll see people be like, and then Dr. Owen called me that night, you know, Dr. Wolf, called, you know, even checked up on me to see how I was, you know, those kind of things, you That's know, awesome. kind of create that experience. So with the, cause this is, I just love the, the intricate part of this. Do you, it sounds like you do not do the iPad still in the office. Nope. Haven't done them in a long time. I was going to say, cause having people log in on their Google was, uh, uh, <laughs> we've, we've tried and experimented with that is yeah. on the device that it's not saved in. It's really difficult. Yep. Um, yep. other question I have is, do you, um, I'm assuming you have obviously every six months you get the same patients coming in. Do yeah. you guys have a way to like mark in the chart or something that they have or haven't, or does everyone just get the same like request yeah. afterwards? And if I've already left you a review, uh, they just continue to get that follow-up. Yeah, no, they still get the follow-up. And in fact, they'll update it. You know, they'll, they'll mm -hmm. like add on to what they said before. It doesn't count as another review, yeah. but it'll show like, it'll show the paragraph of their first thing. The date and the, changes. And be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so it'll be more, more updated. So it might not add, add to the total, but I think it does add to like the relevance, SEO, all those other things that people are looking at, you know, Bedford dentist or, you know, forest dentist and they hit, you know, go boom. It's like that one, you know, or in Alta Vista, my, my other office, Miller and Wolf were at the top. You know, we, we got to the top of the SEO page in like less than a year. And I think the reviews had a lot to do with that. Yeah. So, and then the do you uh, obviously now with it being automated, is there still focus on the staff to ask every time? Is that just like everybody nope. knows it's part of the process, or you don't even talk about it anymore? We don't talk about it. But some people do. 
or no, a lot I'm, of them I'm, do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and like, so every so often, like, we might do something like, hey, if your name is mentioned in a Google review, you get, you know, something like that. Now, and some of those people take that to heart and be like, okay, um, I'm just going to be really awesome. And others are more forward and be like, hey, did you have a great experience? Yeah. And like, see that Le- it says Lisa. <clears throat> um, if you had a great experience, let us know. You know, I mean, you know, right, right, like, right. I'm sure there are some that, are, <laughs> you know, that are excited about whatever that, you know, incentive is. Totally. So, but you don't do that around the clock. It's just, hey, we're doing a little no. blitz. Hey, here's the special for this yeah. month or whatever. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. And then who, so responding to reviews, it sounds like you're doing quite a bit of that. Is there someone that you have outside of that that is uh, also assisting in that? Or are yep. you trying to train yeah. others to respond to those? Both, all the above. Um, I usually take the negative ones on because I kind of enjoy that. Like it's kind of, it's, and it's, I like to internalize them, learn about them, get to the bottom, like find out like why, what happened. Um, so, I, and then <laughs> I will kind of dictate to my office. Like I have this way when I start thinking, I'll, I'll kind of pace back and forth and I'll, I'll be paid. And I'm like, okay, so you, you need to say, okay, um, dear Miss Jones. And now with HIPAA, oh, that's another thing. You gotta be really careful with, with HIPAA with privacy regulations. You can't acknowledge You can't be like, I know you came in on this day and you had such and such. No, you like you, my understanding is you, you, you can't even necessarily like acknowledge. Yes, I saw you. Yes, I saw you yesterday. Yes, that's what's what, what's happened. So some of the reviews I'll, I'll be like, you know, I I understand that you know you came in or um, I I worded a certain way, and it says basically um, along the lines of um, you know we we know we understand that you had this experience. Um, we cannot confirm due to HIPAA privacy regulations that that did occur. However, in situations similar to yours, this is, and then we have a chance to explain it not saying anything very specific about them. I know that's that's like such an annoying like roundabout way, you know, of like doing stuff. It's, but but now we had it we had another um it wasn't a dentist, it was a uh, ophthalmologist that's good friends with us at practice about 10 miles away and he got fully audited by HIPAA because he responded directly to the person say, "Yeah, Miss Jones, we did see you and you did do this." And and it didn't say like like anything really negative about her per se, but like he fully got audited. So they're kind of mm. cracking down on on that, which is crazy because you'd think once someone they, yeah, they prompted it. Yeah. And they yeah. described all this stuff in there. So you have to yeah. be careful about even acknowledging yep. what they claim yeah. or say. Yes. Yes. So sorry to go off on that tangent, but the, just a side note, but yeah, um, I, I do a lot of my own negatives. Um, and then, um, I have like, even my, um, my 13 year old son is actually quite articulate. And so I've been working with him about the positive responses and a lot of those, they're not canned. Like I want them all to be different. Um, yeah. you know, but a lot of things like, thank you so much. It's been, you know, um, and, uh, particularly like I'll let him know, cause it's really easy in the Google app that I have on my phone. Um, business. um, I can go, I can scroll and pick out names that I know. I'll have Dr. Owen look, be like, Hey, you know, do you want to respond to this one? If there's a nice long five-star one, you know, like I might have a nicer, longer response to it. Right. So there's, you know, different ways to go about responding to the good. Some people will just be like terrific, fantastic, quick, efficient, you know, everyone was smiling. Thank you. You know? And we'll mm-hmm. respond something simple like, hey, thanks. Uh, you know, thanks so much. That means a lot to us. Glad you had such a great visit. Looking forward to see you next time, you know. So, yeah, I've got my son helping. I've got two other people in the office that help me. And then even our, our website manager um, will help us respond to reviews because we get so many of them. That's awesome. Um, and then just the, another question that I get frequently is what is a reasonable like conversion rate or Obviously, when you're getting as many, I'm looking right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
So you've gotten eight in the last 24 hours, it looks like. Um, does that sound about yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll fluctuate. Yeah, sometimes there'll be eight, sometimes one or two. I think the most we had in one day was like 20. It was ridiculous. And it was during COVID, it was like we had just opened up. It was like within the first few weeks. But we were like going above and beyond. That's when I'd written my good vibes guide. And I even created like a Google Classroom with like culture ideas and then like almost like multiple choice uh, like, what are we trying to embody? You know, like what, mm. all that kind of thing. We'd come back and everyone was like fired up, like so excited to get back to work. And, and people were coming in just so excited that we were there with such positive, like they couldn't believe like how positive people were. Yeah. So I know there was some, there was one day we had, I think it was 20 reviews. So yeah, it kind of goes up and down. And you have how many patients a day on average? Maybe 60 to 70 a okay. day on average. Cause yeah. some days we've got, you know, yeah. But it's in, it sounds like a 10, would you agree with like 10%, one out of 10 people mm -hmm. will leave a review? Yes. Okay. I would say that's about right. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's always, obviously you can have goals, but you want to make sure that it's attainable just based on the quantity of people that you're seeing. Yes, sir. You um, it. and the only other review question I have is Yelp. Um, uh, so okay. yeah, I noticed this is like humorous and you, this is not intended to be a jab at all, but the highest sure. rated dentist in the country uh, mm -hmm. or I, I think you guys are actually by volume and, uh, and score, but then on Yelp, you guys have one recommended review. There's 26 others that are yeah. unrecommended by Yelp, sure. but yep. what, what's your, I'm assuming it's obviously like you just don't even care or focus on it. Um, the, yeah, that's part of it. Also out here on the East, I don't know where, where, where are you located? Uh, so I actually live in Idaho. Um, but okay. I, our office, our headquarters is in Oregon, but I'm on the West coast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so West Coast. Um, so um, we're on the East, and I, about three or four years ago, I'd say like people were kind of dabbling in Yelp, um, more for like restaurant reviews, right? So, um, but uh, you'd never hear anyone look at it for like medical, dental, that kind of thing. And it, I think it was seen as a relatively credible source at that point in time. So we started dedicating some time into in, into Yelp and and money too. Um, and long story short is. It started to become less and less credible. Uh, we were paying for the service and maybe getting like seven people that would even like come, like check it out, like look at it versus like hundreds and hundreds, you know, from Google. Of, of website Google. And we and we ended up canceling. So we actually had several, um, you know, Yelp's got their criteria. Like you've got to, you know, be posting regularly and like out here, in, uh, at least in, in Virginia and Central Virginia. You don't really, people don't, they just don't use it. And and now people really don't, I don't think they see it as very credible. Um, so you hardly hear anyone using it for anything, whether it's restaurants or anything else. You know, people are using other other platforms such as Google. Um, and so after I canceled the service and I was like, you're driving like six people, five, three, two. I was like two, I know, like one month. And I was like, okay, we're going to cancel it. I think we had seven or eight of those, um, you know, count the reviews that, that they count. Um, and they disappeared. Like when oh I canceled the service, like, and so I called up, I'm like, Hey, um, what just happened? Like, well, you canceled, you took my reviews away. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, is that, no, you know, and, well, but if, if you sign up again, uh, you know, that might improve or something, it was something like that. And I was like, wait a minute, like what? That's weird. So unfortunately I, I feel like Yelp at this point has become less of a credible thing in general. Mm -hmm. Not to mention out here in central Virginia, people don't really check it. And so we put all of our emphasis, our eggs into something that, that matter and can gain momentum and speed and, and matter. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, the one thing that I've heard is that Yelp is, and I have an iPhone myself, um, Yelp is the source of reviews on um, Apple Maps. 
I know. Which is the thing that's like, obviously they have some agreement there and I've been frustrated myself with just like, how do we transfer what we have here over to Apple? Because I think Apple's going to continue to gain ground. I don't know. It's hard to imagine Google ever, you know, uh, they have like, I think they have like 65 to 70% of the market share for search. But I do yeah. feel like at the just that Apple Maps feature, like asking Siri, like, hey, you know, where, what's a good local dentist or something like that? Yeah. Um, that's the part that I haven't been able to figure out yet. So yeah, it's good no, to know that a, other people don't know point. either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's certainly not. So but that is a good, you know, I like I said, I'd love to gain nuggets from each thing. And that's I haven't really thought about that, even though Yelp is not really popular. Will it ever? I don't know. But if I can be ahead of the curve again, but I do feel kind of burned by Yelp a little bit. So I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I, don't know yeah. if I, want to- I have my own Yelp. <laughs> I have my own Yelp burn story, but uh, we'll yeah. get into that. But yeah, I think and the, I think Alexa. I've one thing. I'm just like a tech guru and junkie. Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. answers to this, but these are things that I've thought about. Is when like we're moving towards. Uh, I should be able to just ask Alexa, "Hey, can you schedule me a dentist appointment?" Yeah. And Alexa would be able to go out and, you know, using criteria of ranking, be like, I found Peaks View Dental that has, you know, 35 sure. reviews. Would you like me to schedule yeah. an appointment next Tuesday when sure. you have an opening? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, that, that, like that's that's, that's going to happen eventually. And yeah, my understanding true. is that uh, if you look up, if you ask Alexa for businesses also, they also use Yelp. So it's this mm-hmm. like, I think mm-hmm. that it's like all the tech companies are like refusing to play with Google because it's too uh, big and powerful. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, okay, who else could we go to that's like a third-party review source yeah. and Yelp's the only yeah. one there. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, so last couple questions here. Yeah. Uh, what does vacation look like for you? What did just uh, like describe like, and I, I'm obviously I've tasked this to people and they're like, oh, Tahiti, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like the once in a lifetime vacation, but mm-hmm. what are the elements of a solid vacation for you? Yeah, very good. So before COVID, um, about probably three or f- two or three years into my partnerships, like 2015, um, I made it a goal that like vacation is super important. I also set up my schedule. So I, I basically worked Monday through Wednesday and then I was off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then I went back to work Wednesday through Friday. I This sounds terrible, but my, my little business mind started thinking, and that's part of why the other practice was born. Because I was like, you know, to my wife, I said, you know, I, I, I need to do so. I, I feel like I'm in my prime. I should probably work. A little more like and I enjoy it and I enjoy the business side of it too so that's when I got the other practice so then I work Thursday and Tuesday as well so I work Monday through Thursday and then um, Tuesday through Friday which leaves that four-day window um, and so we started going on like regular uh, about every every quarter uh, at least if not every two months we do whether it's a you know bigger trip and it would be where I would sometimes take the day off Thursday right so I'd be gone Thursday through Monday those little four or five day trips were awesome Every summer we do my uh, we have a ton of family in Utah. So, um, you know, we do a, uh, the kids and wife would go for a month long thing in Utah. And then I come join them in between those little, you know, times off. And um, so I wasn't missing a ton of work, um, but I set my schedule up so that I didn't necessarily need to miss uh, a lot of work. So I'd have the four or five days straight off in a row. So to me, it was like regular COVID hit. And we're just now starting to get back into things like we did our beach house uh uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we're going to St. Lucia for five days um, or no Turks and Caicos. Um, and then we're doing like a Disney World trip with the kids. Like, so it's like every three months, like just setting a time, like making it a priority. So it happens. And now I mm. will say that it is unique in the sense where I'm able to do it over time. So I'm not having to take off as much. But if I had to, 
I would, and I do like when we do a full week at, at the beach house, I'm missing three and a half days of work. Cause it's, I work three and a half days per week. Um, you know, so that's not as much time off, but being young, not wanting to get burnt out. And number one, like, are we, are we like, are we living so we can work hmm. or are we working so we can live? Right. So I want to be able to enjoy life, you know, and, and being, being able to spend that time with my family is extremely important to me. That's awesome. Um, last two questions here. These are just recommendations, book recommendations. Um, if there's a couple, you can yeah. say that. I also always sure. love asking, is there any particular book that you have recommended or suggested or bought for someone more than mm -hmm. others? Yeah, for sure. So the whole staff, I'm big in, in the book. So um, the easiest one was Who Moved My Cheese? That's mm. awesome for super right easy. Right? Um, oh, you know, another good one that I, I thought was very powerful. We did it around Christmas time. It was it's the greatest salesman in the world. Um, that's a that was by Og Mandino. Um, and I guess that was like one of the best sellers or, you know, like one of the first like self-help books, so to speak. Awesome. Great story framed really well, motivated the staff. There were tears. We talked about it afterwards. You know, we all got together. Hey, let's finish it by, by this time. And, and let's you know talk about the high points. And it was very powerful. So. Um, the greatest salesman in, in the world. Uh, then we did. Um, uh, then I, I wrote the Good Vibes Guide, um, it, and it's only like thirty pages, right? It's pretty short. Um, so I shared that, and then um, and I think that was pretty pretty powerful from a customer service standpoint. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? You know, kind of recapturing that vision. So when COVID opened back up, we're ready to go. Also during that that time, um, uh, we all read Everything Is Marketing. I bought that for everyone during COVID, you know, so they all got a copy of everything is marketing. And then I created like a series of like questions, like to describe what they had learned through like Google Classroom um, and the and the other, the Facebook, whatever the Facebook one's called, like Facebook class, I forget what it's called, Facebook learning or something. So like kind of multiple choices. So everything is marketing is really important. That applies to all aspects of businesses, not just dentistry. And then the most recent one that I'm reviewing with the leaders. So we have like team leads of each department um, we're getting together on August the 5th to to go over this book and what we read, which is, um, I think it's the five dysfunctions of a team. Ooh, Patrick Lencioni. Um, so good. Yes, yes. And then the next one I just read, and I'm having my, my and my partner is reading it too, is, um, oh darn, what's his other one? Um, there's a lot that he, he writes. Five dysfunctions of a team. And then, oh yeah, death by meeting. Uh, death by meeting by, by him is also very, very uh, powerful for, I, I think for, for leaders, I think staff members could get it too, cause it encourages them to, you know, participate. But if you do morning huddles or anything like, like that, or, or team meetings, I think, you know, be, being able to, uh, to understand the concepts of that is also very beneficial. That's awesome. Um, last question. What is a, uh, I don't know if you have, if you're a movie guy or if you've got any favorite movies, but I love, uh, I love trying to uncover those, like those good like mid-level movies that are like oh that was totally worth mm -hmm. it and i'm how did i've never heard of this yeah if you, and it doesn't have to be that but what are your what's your favorite movie hmm that's a, that's a great question i i think one of my top movies is actually limitless oh yeah yeah i like the thinking conceptual movies like tenet was pretty cool but i gotta go back and watch that one again until i understand but i like the ones that have like life lessons in, in them i i watch the um the vid angel version i've heard of vid angel they kind of like bleep mm -hmm. out all the stuff you don't really want to hear or see yeah. um of lucy is what it was called with scarlet Joe. and it had it had to do with like using more of your brain like understanding who you are and what you could become um because i think so sometimes just like limitless we limit ourselves and what we think we can do. And so we'll say defeating things like, 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm not good at that. And we don't say yet. If we can add that word yet, it can be so powerful because so much of who we are and what we become is between our ears. I know we hear that all the time, you know, but there's like that, um, there's the two boys, you know, you probably heard the story, you know, like the two young men, one was in jail, one was a lawyer. And they, they asked the guy in jail, they're like, how did this happen to you? And he's like, I learned from my father. And they asked the lawyer the same question. I think they're like identical twins or whatever. How did, how did you become successful? I learned from my father. Well, the father was abusive and, and, and a drunk, right? And so one took it and did the same thing his dad did because that's just who I am. You know, I can't change even if I wanted to. I think that's like a, like a, a lie. Um, and the other son was like, I saw that and I didn't want to develop that. And so I went the other direction. And so I love those movies that instill those like thoughts that you can become more than you ever thought you could be. And it starts in between your, your ears. That's awesome. Is that Lucy is the name of that movie? Yeah, it's got Scarlett Johansson. It's called hmm. Lucy. That's uh, awesome. And Morgan Freeman. I think Morgan Freeman's in it too. So, I mean, you know that VidAngel, that's funny. I've never had, I've had like two people in my life mention that. It was made yeah. by, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Harmon brothers. Oh, yeah. The Morgan yep, I know about those guys. So the, yeah. the, uh, one of the Harmon brothers uh, was the one that went off and, and created that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, oh. the, they're great. The, they're the unicorn guys, right? Um, yeah, the pooping unicorn. Yeah, I, yeah, I, um, I read their book too. That that was another good book. I, I forget what it was to called. Gold. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I read that was that good. One. That's yeah, a great, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, Rudy. And this is uh, it's always it's like fascinating. You always think like, okay, let's talk about reviews, but there's always so much more uh, behind highly rated practices. And sure. you again are another data point to chalk up to that. So. Appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh, and sharing what has worked for you in, in that world. Sure. Amen. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You are listening to the Pursuit of Purpose podcast. Wisdom, stories, and advice from successful entrepreneurs and inspirational people.